0: Five, four, three, two, one. Welcome to another episode of the Ready, Set, Poem podcast, your premier podcast to do with the Toronto Defiant and the Vancouver Titans. I am Chris at Life Force. Coming to you virtually, as I always do, with a voice, as I always bring, and a headache that has shown up today of all days, the day we are going to record. And let me tell you, Omni, who is here with me, as always, I can feel my heart beating through my ears. That's not good, is it?
1: Uh, I don't think so. I guess the heat wave is uh, creeping up on you.
0: Well, and it's actually not that bad today. It hasn't been bad this it's
1: week. It's gotten a little bit better, right?
0: But yeah, I just you know, I'm 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 gonna say it, and there's gonna be people upset. I kind of wish that summer was over. Get me some of that crisp fall air. I could I could deal with it. But uh, uh, speaking of things being over, the Vancouver Titan season is. Did I? Is that a spoiler alert? Like I'd have (laughs) to presume people would know by now. Yeah,
1: I think I think it's it's a good time to rip off that bandaid in case you were like hiding under a rock avoiding that particular type of news.
0: I mean, we, we knew last episode it was done, but maybe there were some holding out hope that something would turn around and, you know, things would happen and, and magic and all sorts of other wonderful stuff. But no, the Titans are done. Thankfully though, the Toronto Defiant are not, um, the Defiant actually had a heck of a run over the course of the weekend, which we'll get into.
1: When we decided to do like, uh, two teams, I didn't think we're going to have to watch like 55 games a week.
0: Yeah, well, this is, you know what? I was, I was actually thinking about this. We need to find like some form of sponsor that will fund RSP to allow (laughs) for us to watch. How many matches was it per week? You were saying 55?
1: Uh, Something like that. Yeah. That's how it felt
0: like, at least for me. But yeah, like the Toronto Defiant just this weekend alone had four matches, right? Which normally we have a lot to watch when it's just four matches but no it was six yeah. in total when you had the titans into the the mix so uh you know what let's uh let's waste no further time let's uh start pushing this payload moving the payload join me before we get into the matches uh, as we have been doing the last two episodes i wanted to uh give a quick update on what's going on in the world of activism blizzard um not a whole lot uh, obviously uh they still have some issues they need to sort out uh i took a at their share price, it is currently down. In fact, we're almost a month into the, uh, the allegations, uh, being presented and then the subsequent stories that, uh, have, uh, further come out and, uh, the share price is down about 8%. Um, but what's interesting is when you look over sort of a year, the actual, um, you know, performance of the share is only a 1% increase. All of the gains that Activision Blizzard had made over the course of a year are gone. And I can't speak to their recently quarterly update um, causing that number to drop. I mean, by all intents, it had presented quite well. So I think it's important to understand that those of you who have exercised that option, not to invest or to, to just, you know, dispose of those ATBI shares um, you do have some impact. Um, but I don't know if it'll have the impact that we're all hoping to have some some cultural change within the organization. Yeah,
1: and a lot of things like obviously go into this. If you look at like uh, the indexes and stuff like that, if you look like at a comparable um, company, I don't know what would be a comparable company, Electronic 18. Arts, maybe.
0: Yeah, EA maybe. Like, uh, yeah, Ubisoft the, the is up there.
1: Kind of will go the same trends, and then hopefully we see more action. So, yeah, I'm just looking forward to more. Tangible things, except for like uh, the stock price, which you know Actually, fluctuates due to, to too many uh, different reasons.
0: I'm just thinking: who owns Ubisoft? Is it EA?
1: No, Ubisoft is still on its own. They had like this big rally cry of I think Vivendi was in the market to like uh, aggressively buy them out, but they kind of avoided that. I think.
0: Okay, yeah. I mean, yeah. it's I, like Vivendi used to home <laughs> blizzard yeah. um like i mean something yeah there's it's hard hard to keep track of the the gaming industry uh jason has written actually a couple of great books and i've talked about them on uh, on the show before that gets into it a little bit but uh, i mean as it stands you're right i think within the industry or the mm-hmm. um the the index you know they the performance that we're seeing from atbi yeah. is um, maybe not as indicative of what's going on. Yeah. Um
1: I just checked Ubisoft and they lost twenty six percent this year.
0: Yeah, so okay, <laughs> so ATVI is still a safe share, even though they yeah. are. Yeah, yeah. You know what? It, it, ultimately, if change comes to this organization, if they be, are, become a better company, one that that instills trust in a workforce that you won't be assaulted or harassed. Yep simply for showing up for work, that's good. But I, I have not seen from our end, any tangible difference, um, from, from a, the blizzard of a month ago, right outside of a few people, uh, Jesse McCree, who is a developer is no longer with the organization. Um, his character in overwatch still exists, but you've noticed that, uh, Brennan sideshow, and we didn't actually make this up in the last episode, uh, did everything in their power to avoid using, the character name because yeah. of jesse mccree's involvement so
1: yeah i think it's a nice uh, way to show solidarity and you know they can't really do much and they did talk about this a little bit because of their mm-hmm. co- contractual obligations but i think it's a nice gesture and at this point obviously i think like uh not a lot of people associate the character with that particular individual and i, I don't know if uh, he should be re- renamed in, in any way. Just like I like that the original guy, right? He's out of, of Blizzard, and hopefully, uh, well, his other...
0: character is being like taken out of World of Warcraft. Uh,
1: yeah, that's a little bit different. Alex, maybe Alex that's Sephardi like uh, I don't know. Like because when when you think of World of Warcraft, uh, the name has more weight or more association with with uh, with the guy himself, as to Overwatch that particular character. If you if you'll do like a, a a survey, I don't think like most people. Well, before this uh, thing kind of blew up, nobody knew he was like mm-hmm. named after a, an employee. Yeah.
0: That is true. I didn't. Uh, I'll be the first. And me to it neither. Me. Yeah. Anyhow, um, beyond that, obviously, we'll continue to talk about this issue for as long as it remains an issue, and we'll provide you all of the updates that uh, that we can, plus all of obviously the uh, op ed that we uh uh, tie to it uh but let's talk a little bit about the final weekend of the overwatch league regular season uh it had implications as to how teams would perform into the countdown cup the vancouver titans had a slim chance of potentially finding themselves uh, into the countdown cup playoffs the toronto defiant were in a much better position and as we had suggested had a real shot of finding themselves booking tickets to hawaii presuming they would have actually been able to get to the uh, aloha isle but uh Let's first kick off things by talking about their match against the Paris Eternal. You and I both had said, this is a, a match for Toronto to win. It, it, yeah. You know, it, we thought it might be a little bit tougher because of how Paris has been performing, but I think we were very confident Toronto is going to take this. I'm going to talk about the score first. It's three, two, but if you only watch the first two maps, you might be shocked that it was three, two Toronto.
1: Yeah, Paris came to play, and I think it was uh, more than anything a clash of styles.
0: Uh-huh.
1: Uh, both teams couldn't have played, like, <laughs> more different styles if they if they even tried. And we saw that right from the get-go uh, in the first maps where Paris always preferred to go. And I think it goes back to, like, uh, the old days of, of, of um, you know... European contenders where, where they like the bulkier comps a little bit more. And I think in Oasis and university, for example, their bunker comp when they were playing, you know, the Torborissa, of Arisa, uh, Aspire was uh, neutralized very well there because, you know, the turret it's its biggest achievement is not missing those shots on, on characters like uh, Tracer, Doomfist and whatnot. And and I feel like that was the, the edge for them in, a, in especially the university stage. The Gardens, it looked a little bit better. Um, they went, Toronto did go for the Hisu on Sombra, and we had the Ball Diva, and it worked a little bit better because you have more mobility and you're not, like, uh, bound to just walk in front of that bunker, and then Aspire could operate because of that a little bit better, and Michelle, I felt, was so good on, on Diva, uh, in, in those Diva-Ball combos. The Focus Fire was uh, much better. And then on the last map, uh, I think it was the center map, right? We saw uh, a very scary uh, combination of, of, of Naga, Nagafara, And that was the first time where, where I watched a team just almost being, you know, uh, helpless against the character like that. And he just like, you know, dished out so much damage, right? And And it was a competitive map. Uh, tracer and sombra damage is not enough to like reach him in the sky but somehow toronto came back i think they had more great and and heroics from hisu especially in that map and, and they looked a little bit better at the end of, of oasis um yeah and then then volskaya was the the map after that right
0: yeah now the eternal did appear that they had come to play but i felt like the defiant had an answer well right. let me rephrase that they had a the rough first map but the the or they map, adjusted you know, they adjusted they had an answer for everything that paris was throwing at them and and when we get into volskaya it becomes even more apparent right, that right. Toronto, again they were able to bend but they're just not breaking and again we we see aspire continue uh to in this in my feeling Adapt and adjust um, quite well. I mean, I'm high on Aspire. Oh yeah, right. Um, and I feel the combination of Aspire and Hisu. There's a lot of chemistry there. That's Out of nowhere,
1: point. right? Because he, he played way less than, uh, say, Nice did with with Hisu. But it looks like they click on, you know, on a, they they operate on the same uh, frequency a lot of the time. Hmm. And I they feel like Mich- Michelle also plays way better when these two guys are out there.
0: Well, and uh, the thing about that is then it's almost like a, a, a domino, right? Michelle yeah. plays better. It takes a lot of pressure off of Sato, who I feel still has... Um, I'm, I'm going to say top-tier tank. Yeah. Right? Top-tier main tank. There are moments, though, where Sato...
1: <sighs> I don't know if it's a, a maybe not Sato top-tier. problem. Unless you're like a ball savant, I feel like most of the... T- Tanks in the league are struggling. Not, str- uh, yeah. Well, struggling is not the right word, but I feel like the ball play is defined so much by how your the rest of the team performs. So unless you're like uh, um, we have like uh, players like Gaga or or who other like really good balls out there in the league, um, whether you see Shanghai play that comp, it's really determined by how well you know the rest of the team plays. Like what yeah. what type of uh, value bring with your rollouts or, or yeah, with your stalls.
0: Yeah. And I think, you know, but where I was going originally is, is to expand on your point that they, as a team really sort of build upon each other. Um, there it's, it's as if there's like this comfort blanket wrapped around. Mm -hmm. Um, you see, as you said, Michelle had plays better. Sado seems to be. Yeah. (sighs) Unleashed right? Like it's, he's unleashed all the time. It's just, he gets in less trouble when, you know, Michelle is able to alleviate, uh, last run on get the protection that they need to continue to keep their yeah. tanks up. Like it's, you know, it, you know, it's like a nice fluid. Yeah. Operation.
1: I mean, in Volskaya, like their the first defense map wasn't great. I think like Paris got the, the second point really, really quick. I think they had like over four points minutes or almost four minutes on the clock but then we saw when they went on attack uh, a look that we will see happen again and again in uh, subsequent games or maps with the hanzo and i really like that adjustment so when you have that Orissa bunker you want something to break that shield and i feel like uh, uh hanzo was uh looking uh, uh, very good on that attack and, and aspire he gets like to freelance a little bit and he he Got a pick there, and I think then Torb fell to Hisu because they had to like readjust their positions. Uh, but Paris kind of like tried to fight back. Uh, but you know when you get even even if like the picks go both ways on on a map like Volskaya, your your respawns have such a big advantage, especially when you're playing that Ball and Diva. And I think the Ball still is not nerfed uh, in this particular like patch that they're playing on. The Ball comes out of spawn right with the with the hook um without any cooldowns. So they're they're very they they return to the point really, really quickly and they get A and the fights on on, on B they're messy, but like Toronto, they work hard together and they, they I think they're focused Khan pretty well on the Baptiste. And Khan is like the, the engine uh that Paris has uh when they when they play against them. And once they got him, I feel like they can, you know, win any fight against a team like Paris who are like Mm -hmm. on paper, not as talented as, as you know, most of the individuals on uh,
0: Toronto are. No. And that's the thing though, is with Paris, Paris, they win team fights when they don't go down. Yeah. One pick. Like they, they don't have, they don't seem to have the same ability to rally once they lose, you know, in this particular case, when we would see, um, you know, Don being picked first, uh, uh or a, any of the support, mm-hmm. right? So, I mean, it, it felt to I me mean, again, Toronto has got themselves in a position. Yeah. It, that first attack uh, or first defense didn't look so good, but they were able to bend, not break. Right. And I mean, that's ultimately all they needed to do, put yeah. themselves in the position to find the winning condition. So it's when we get to King's row where, you know, we think, okay, Toronto's, you know, showed really well, this is. Now, when you shut that down, that we start to see what I can best describe as experimentation.
1: <laughs> yeah, nice kniced on the Genji. That's the first look I think we got of him uh, this week. Something that we'll see more, but it definitely felt like very discombobulated. Uh, and uh, he's the on the Sombra. And Paris, I mentioned this before, when they picked the Naga on the Farah. This time, on this uh, particular defense for Toronto, it looked like they couldn't do anything. He just, like, went on disposing two. And
0: plunk, then, plunk,
1: plunk. Yeah, like that, exactly. <laughs> kind of reminded me of the, the bumper pharaoh uh, and things were looking bad for the opposing teams. And they got mm-hmm. A pretty quick. And he just keeps on bringing the punishment from from the skies, right? Nobody's really contesting him. And Paris, they looked very comfy. Uh, Defiant just looked really bad in this particular king's row defense i think they got to three with four four minutes and 10 seconds which is a lot of time especially in king's row when you have so many like good angles and opportunities to hold off but it didn't really look good but then on an the attack they
0: well before before we actually yeah, get the yeah, attack ahead. though i was gonna say like you know toronto did not adjust and michelle was playing at this point zarya right which didn't make a lot of sense considering mm-hmm. what paris was throwing at Toronto. And Michelle sits on this this grav forever and a day until such time as he throws it vertical. Now, there are those who would disparage him as if oh he must have shanked it. In fact, I think it was the Florida man were having some serious fun over the uh the big grav, but that's I where we feel
1: tossed it at the high ground, right, to get the yeah, he, 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 tried well, to get the healers, I think.
0: Well, no, this, the first time he tossed it high. Oh, there was were two, just,
1: right. Yeah. It was
0: just at the, uh, at the point three entrance into the, oh, yeah, uh, right. the interior <laughs> and he threw it at the roof. And I think I he remember. was like wrinkly brain trying to get the pharmacy stuck up top. Yeah. Right. He was trying to style on them. Yeah. Okay. It didn't work. And I think at that point, mm-hmm. if I recall, he, he flipped off of the, the Zara, but I mean, prior to this, like the, the nice Don Genji, uh, Outside of a cheeky rocket reflect, which, hey, that looks good, but bonk, yeah. um, you're dead after that. Like it, it, Toronto had, like they Paris was just driving the cart. I don't think at any point did Toronto seriously no. contest. So we go into attack, which you were going to say, and what do we see the Toronto Defiant roll out?
1: Oh, they go, uh, the super Mario bros, uh, super Shimada bros <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> and, and it looked like a weird thing to do, but. I what? think like at this time this worked because the Zarya was performing much better, and there was like a point there where a big, big, big nade hit the Eternal, and they just capped point one really quick, and then uh, finally we we got the fruit of of uh, nice labor with a pretty nano blade cleaned up, and the push was looking really strong, and and. They basically matched the time bank from Paris. I
0: think they were like, yeah, I think they were like <laughs> twenty seconds down, but like, yeah,
1: it's- <laughs> that got cut off. Like, I wasn't aware of that little rule where they implemented that, but then I got the reminder. Yeah, they're gonna just chop off all that time. Mm-hmm. But then on, on I think um, they went into time bank and they were attacking first. And again, they chose to go with the Genji Hanzo. Well, it worked pretty well, right? And and
0: well. Not only did it work well, yeah, but they they were snowballing and steamrolling Paris. Yeah, there, every
1: time there looked like something was going well for them. Like there was a point there where Dridro fell to Michelle Zarya, and then uh, you know it's time for Nanoblade, and and they just get another good uh, win with that. And then there was a very nice uh, Monkey zarya old combo where they got like they cleaned up the team. Uh, at the end though, like there was a good point for Paris there with Molten Core and Rally where they tried to push Define off of the cart, Mm -hmm. but then like they had, it was time for another Nanoblade and it's kind of like an instant win with, with Nice, who's who's really good on the Genji, especially in those ults. It looks really, really nice and they almost get 0.6, right? Yeah, they were almost the last
0: point. Yeah, they were like what, 15 meters away? Yeah, it looked
1: right? look, look, look good as well. I think he got the two headshots, the two picks on the Widow. Or maybe yeah. it was the BAP, and I think he de uh the diva. So it looks like uh, there's a winning condition at this point. In Time Bank, they have defense. And just like Toronto did before them, Paris just went to what worked for them best at this map, and they pulled out the Naga Farah again. And is oh, okay.
0: it still good? Yeah, <laughs> But this is the thing. If you're Toronto, yeah, it's, why, why, why do you roll out? What didn't work the first time? I don't know.
1: I don't know, man. Maybe they thought like this time Michelle is going to hit its grav.
0: Well, but that's the thing we are we're, we're waiting for that grav at the end. Like this Eesh. is, this is the part that just sort of short circuited me is when Toronto ran back, what didn't work. It's like, what? Like, you know, you've, I mean, okay. Maybe the thought is there's no way Paris can match what we just did. (laughs) Yeah. We, we, you know, sure. We don't necessarily have time. However, if it doesn't work, we'll adjust and adapt. And that's what we actually started to see happen once Paris got that first point, but the adjustments were, were not working. I think at one point he, flipped over to, I think Hisu flipped over to Widow. Yeah. Um, nice flipped off of Genji to Tracer, but then went back onto Genji. Yeah, to, that was I don't weird know too. Kind of reset his alt because heaven forbid Genji get like it. Was,
1: he just left voice chat and said, F it, I'm, well, I'm just playing Genji.
0: <laughs> like, I think this is, again, I, I don't know if it's that Toronto was sticking to a plan, like here, we're going to execute this. Mm-hmm. This is what we're going to do. But it, it, I was shocked to see them run back what did not work and did not right. work at all. Like it wasn't like the that that defensive setup saw any success the first time around. Mm-hmm. Yet despite that, despite that Toronto had a number of opportunities where they were able to slow Paris's progression down but started to almost make mistakes and then, I mean this gets to the second Grav that Michelle held on forever. And yeah, this is where, yeah, he's trying to maybe get the healers. Maybe he's trying to throw a wrinkly brain grab up top to pull. I looked at it. Eternal yeah,
1: I looked at it payload. twice and it looked like he should have gotten at least like the mercy there, but he kind of missed it. It looked very close, very yeah. close, but I mean, obviously Paris, a risky play he could have gone for a safer, uh, grab.
0: Certainly. I mean, and like, it may not like it might the result might have been the same. It's just, I guess, you know, if you were to consider, if he goes and gets the wrinkly brain grav, hmm. it all works out, you know, go big or go home. Yeah, and we're in all
1: this like, case, hailing his uh, prowess
0: and talent. <laughs> yeah. But uh, Paris takes King's Row. And suddenly, Paris is like, oh, I, you know, I think I, I like this a little bit. And we get into Route 66 where, again, we see ex- experimentation yeah
1: I, the tree somber tracer doesn't sound like experimentation but when you consider that it's nice on the tracer and not well, that, aspire that's like the the weird thing
0: well no and that's the thing it's the me, entire time odd like it, the only only way i see going with nice on the tracer there instead of aspire is that you had a plan b that Nyst was going to switch to something that you felt sure. Aspire could not, prov- you know, it's like what we saw with the Titans sometimes where it'd be like, okay, why is true? And is it over Linkser or what have you, blah, 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 mm-hmm. With this one though, nice was Tracer all the time and Aspire, it, it would be like the, to use a Titans example for those who watch Titans. If, you know, you put, I don't know, Lynxer on Tracer and Dalton on Something. I mean, Linkser's a good tracer, but Dalton's arguably better.
1: Yeah, there was, there was a, it actually did happen when uh, we see, uh, we'll talk about that with the McCree and Tracers flipped for uh, Linkser and and, uh, Dalton. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it didn't look good. And this didn't look good either. Like, they did win out uh, the fights at the start, but like with the chunkier uh, composition for, for Paris, the time was trickling down really, really quickly and the orisa torb composition right when they don't adjust and they just keep on playing that uh, the opportunities that they get with the bongos and just like putting out all that damage on those wishy's mm-hmm. character the dividends they come they might be arriving late but they're they're crucial to fight to fight and win those close scrappy fights yeah and there was a point there was a molten core that got good momentum for the eternal and then Hisu so weirdly reacts with an EMP that wasn't really that timed well, that well, and and they lost the fight anyways.
0: Well, they had no follow up. It was right, like, right. like it, it was okay. Like I, I kind of wonder. Like this is where I, you know, started to think. Like, because there are some miscommunication that's taking place. Like, ooh, is ooh. is it truly, you know, let's say like consider nice. hasn't actually been in as much as Aspire had been. Like, yeah. is there maybe some yeah, something that's off as we sort of spoke to like.
1: I don't want to be that guy, but I think not, uh, Aspire would have followed up on that EMP.
0: <laughs> well, but that's okay. In in fairness, um, if he's coming out of Spawn, it mean, doesn't matter who's on uh, on on Trace at that point. But no, like I, I just Toronto. It's not as if Paris was the better team, really, at any point. It was that Paris was simply capitalizing on mistakes the Toronto Defiant were making.
1: It was like an attrition uh, style of and fight I, for them, yeah.
0: Yeah, and I, you know, and if you think about that, that's actually not bad because you can fix mistakes, right? That's that's a that's an element that you can adjust to. And if Toronto makes a few mistakes, we're not obviously in map four going into map five. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And when we get into Nepal, Aspire comes back in. Based on the response in, in Defiant Chord, um, praise be to aspire. <laughs> <laughs> um, not to suggest that there were people who were were hard on NIST. I mean, it's not the case. It's just that you know the the route sixty six, I think, a hero comp was what was creating the most question marks because of the tracer play that we were seeing yeah, from nice
1: It's it's hard if to it, argue with the results.
0: No, but like you if he had, if he, if he was on Genji the entire time, I don't think people would have actually been as, as mm-hmm. concerned, right? Oh, yeah. It's just, yeah. you know, we see Aspire's hero being played by someone else. And again, maybe it's uh-huh. experimentation. Maybe it's, you know, like how we see in the traditional sports leagues where you've got your playoff position sort of locked in, you're going to, you know, rest your bench or, <laughs> you know. Although the was your- uh
1: that funny point i think at the end of of uh, route 66 where i believe uh naga and nice just left voice chat and both went to play 1v1 genji uh, yeah. sorry for going back to the previous map i just thought to no. mention that
0: um, but we go into nepal and toronto decides that well they're gonna stop things right like they they come out and yeah. well i'd say slam the door shut
1: they can actually kill the Pharah. nice.
0: Right, but but the thing is, is that again, Toronto makes mistakes, mm-hmm. Paris seems to find a way to get their foot in the door. And I'm thinking, oh my god, did they did they potentially put themselves in a position where they're actually going to see a reverse sweep? Oh, like it, it was close, it wasn't. I mean, village, a reverse sweep,
1: but yeah, uh, well, not the reverse sweep, but the village. Village was good for for uh, Toronto, and there was like this one highlight play that I want to call out where uh, Sato went primal and he juggled, you know, the mercy away from from Naga and he separated Dredro and then Michelle follows up and gets the pick onto her. And then in Sanctum, I think Sanctum was the second one, right? Naga went to like play on Soldier; he's not on fire anymore, and it, it was just a lot of messy fights all around, and Aspire and Hisu, I think, like, carried or, like, <laughs> did the heavy lifting in this map, and Paris had, like, at the start, like, a better cap percentage, and I think that's what carried the fight for them. Once they started to believe, hey, we're in this, Onigod came to play, and his, his, uh, his friends also stepped up, and then these maps are so unpredictable. The control maps, like things can go wrong really, really fast. And then, you know, you're one in one. It's uh, the third map of, of uh, game, uh, map five, like you said, and shrine. What do you think about shrine? What What was the difference?
0: Well, I'm again, I'm going to suggest it was a spire clutch and up and as well, Lastro,
1: lastro. Yeah. I think
0: played con, right? I mean, he like, played really well there. And I think, you know, for me, we saw, we saw individual players on in Toronto step up in a way that we had not seen to this point. It's, there are times when as a team, you need to function as sort of the, the team mm-hmm. compact. Yeah. But then also there are times when you need players to step up and, and we saw that from Toronto, I, you know, Paris was playing with house money I think in, 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 in what we saw the Paris was, we're going to go in, we're going to do what we've been doing. If Toronto makes a mistake, we'll take advantage of it. We're not going to get, get mentally boomed here. Whereas the Toronto defiant, we're probably in a position of a little bit of sweat on the brow.
1: Sure. Yeah, I agree. I agree. It's like at that point, like if you're not winning these, these, uh, games,
0: then what's even the point, right? This is Mm -hmm. the one
1: you need to take. And I feel like they stepped it up,
0: but ultimately Toronto defiant win three, two. And when you look at the standings, a dub is a dub is a dub. It doesn't really matter Mm -hmm. how you got the dub. So that takes us into the next match. San Francisco shock taking on the Vancouver Titans. And, um, was it close?
1: Uh I, I, I'd give the Titans the credit that it <laughs> wasn't the worst, uh, sweep I, I had seen.
0: Well, I, okay. When we think back to but, the previous Titan mm-hmm. shock match, like that one felt close to me. The Titans came to play. They gave the shock, everything the shock could take. And I, oh, I think collectively... <laughs> Titans fans were like, "Oh man, yes, yeah, this, mm-hmm. this is good. We need to see more of this." This match was more of the Shock are just getting past the Vancouver yeah. Titans, and the Vancouver Titans were hopefully um, going to win a team fight or two. I mean, I that also, was the plan.
1: Yeah, and I also think that the Shock back then and the Shock now are uh, they're they're in a much better spot right now. I feel like as the season comes to. Uh, closer to the final playoffs, that they they are finally removing those sandbags, mm-hmm. and they're they're looking much better. And there was some experimentation, shall we call it, from the shock uh, in this match. But what? it what? was, you know, what? it was decent what
0: experimentation.
1: I mean, you see the Smurf playing the Rhine a little bit. You see, uh,
0: was there a super yeah. experimentation? Was there? I don't remember. Maybe.
1: I'll well, see. I I see my notes. I'm looking at Oasis. Well, Ling on the Sombra, on Ball. Smurf was on the Rhine here. So maybe yeah. the experimentation is not playing him on the Rhine. But man, when you see it, it, in this uh, map, I just wrote that Anson McCree is just a cheat code. Like, it's obviously when you're looking at him playing um, the Widow, we all remember the highlights like bang, bang, and mm-hmm. pick after pick. But also when you, like, focus on his, you know, uh, accuracy on McCree, it's not fair. Even though it's, like, not every shot is is a kill. But, dude, the, the the health is, like, just dropping. And, yeah, Shock secured a point off of his heroics at the start. And Vancouver, they need to invest a lot to recap. I think the recap, of like, 70% for San Francisco Shock and they had like a rally and they had a, a bunch of things and the fights were scrappy and it goes both ways but shock at that point felt like you know they it was they, a matter of time better
0: right, right. yeah right. like they all they all they were doing was taking their time building up salt economy yeah you know and looking to evict the Vancouver Titans from the point that they have decided they own
1: yeah and and, and in gardens we saw the biggest like, uh, uh, you know, the biggest evidence of a team not being up to par or, or winning a fight is when you get the first pick and you still get nothing, right? There was a point <laughs> where Links g- gets Twilight, but San Francisco they they're like, you know, they brush it off, no, it's just a flesh wound, right? And they just get both of our tanks, and and uh, and FRD on Zarya was was kind of weird in this map. I don't know, Dalton. False to dead eye there, and without him, there's no, there's absolutely no win condition against the shock. I feel like he, he's the one who might pop off in a fight or two or three, and when he dies, there's no chance. And it was like, you know, one zero four easy one zero for the shock. And at that point, I thought, like, well, there's not a lot of hope, but you know, in Volskaya, maybe things were a little bit better. I, I don't know, were they better? Um,
0: I don't know how you could yeah. consider them. You know what? i the bank that Shock got.
1: I'll I'll give him the credit that Shock had probably one of the best stalls I've ever seen. Yeah, right. On on our defense, they just got like, you know, uh, a crazy time. Somehow that time wasn't a top five time. Wasn't a top five uh top uh five uh, record like for They had weird.
0: five ten left. Yeah, on the and clock. it was still not good
1: enough. It's crazy. Man, well, like Violet and Twilight is just not fair on the same team. We had, like, at the start, uh, them playing FD God, but I think FD, FD God is not going to see a lot of playtime going forward. But, man, on, on that attack, though, we got those picks. We got, sure. you know, we we got a lot of picks, and it was like a, they they spent like two 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 and a half minutes, I think, winning fights on their point. And somehow, you know, 2CP, that magic of of clutchness and being a two-time champ, maybe. I don't know what it is. It definitely wasn't something uh tangible or something that you can uh uh, explain in in uh uh you know empirical as empirical evidence but it looked like crazy because we got picks Hmm. onto Twilight, we got picks on tanks, and nothing nothing worked. They just scrambled back to stall and somehow they they shaved so much time off the clock And even, you know, even the casters couldn't believe what they were seeing. It was, it was nuts.
0: Well, so the difference here though, consider the shock stall, the shock stall isn't like a trickle, isn't wasted alts, It not alts after Mm -hmm. the point's been capped. It is truly do everything possible to stall. Yeah. And, and, and almost not feed, but trickle Mm -hmm. to the extent that the stall is almost a continuous fight. Whereas the Vancouver Titans in in a reverse, the Vancouver Titans will feed. (laughs) That's right. Right. Like they're not as coordinated. It is not a, a sort of continuous sort of trickle of, of, of a fight that that's just extended. It's just an inevitable. Okay. The point's going to get capped. Hopefully not too badly. Oh my goodness. It got capped. And now they're putting alts into it (sighs) because Hey, like, I mean, it's just the shock are a good team. And I think what you, you sort of refer to about this magic it's something that I genuinely wonder: Is this the San Francisco Shock turning the corner? Like every season, yeah. we see a point where they they start to turn a corner, and I mean, I, it's hard to tell this weekend if this is it. They f- took on the Vancouver Titans, and like, <laughs> so they, we get some did, credit for it. <laughs> right? Just... I mean, they, they they took on the Toronto Defiant too. The Defiant put up a far better fight than the Vancouver Titans yeah. did, but still, the San Francisco Shock are, you know, on paper a a team when you're above. So there's
1: a team diff there for sure. Yeah.
0: Um, but yeah, I mean the Titans, you're right. The stall, unfortunately prevented the Vancouver Titans from really capitalizing on, yeah, on an attack. But even let's say, okay, let's say for argument's sake, that stall does not take place. And let's say the Titans eventually cap second point.
1: Yeah. It's, it's, that's exactly it. It's not like they were confidently going into the time bank phase. And that's what gave, I think, uh, San Francisco, the calmness, and you know the the confidence and, and holding it off. It's like you know it's house money now. What do we care? Yeah, and just hold off. And and yeah, I, I guess it wasn't as close uh, as close as I had thought because when your best highlight is not capping a point, <laughs> you're not you're not in a great situation. I think
0: true. Um, and then we get into King's Row, and at this point in time, um, Ons is out. Glister is in right on the Hanzo, and um...
1: yeah, yeah. Titans went Orisa Diva, and uh, that was kind of weird. I don't like the Orisa Diva. Maybe it's better in Overwatch League. Every time I get Orisa and Diva in my comp, I'm like, ah, oh, here we go. But well, anyway,
0: I, just, I don't feel those two heroes have have synergy. Like
1: it's not great. There are better things you can do. I think. I
0: mean, I. I, I... Yeah, I, I just
1: Vancouver were just wiped off the point, I feel like when when Dalton died, and again we talked about this, when Dalton is out, oh he it's can't do really much. But they limited Dalton a lot. He couldn't do what he normally does
0: anyways. Well, no, but that you know, you look at the San Francisco Shocks attack, the Vancouver Titans were able to slow them.
1: A little bit, yeah, yeah.
0: Right. But then when the roles are reversed, it's like well, okay.
1: Plus the spawn advantage is something you have to take into consideration. It's kind of annoying.
0: But it just, the the Vancouver Titans, King's Row of all the actually maps that we had seen the Vancouver Titans play as of late. This is the one that was just like, what's going on? And you know what? Like, let's consider who is it that the Titans have planned for if they had to pick a team, right? It's not this shock. They were not looking at at this
1: point. Yeah. They're, they're much more, uh, prepared Face the London Spitfire, and I
0: want to. I want to say I saw good things of the Titans at this point, but I didn't. I can't. I my notes here. It's like Kings Row, Titans, no good.
1: <laughs> That's a good, fair assessment.
0: Yeah. Like anything that we might have seen, gone.
1: But again, you know. Yeah, you they know. looked uninspired on those last bushes. I, I, I didn't like what I saw. Yeah. And, but that, uh, yeah, there was super, a little bit there, uh, to funk it up maybe, but Vancouver never really capitalized. Even when Dalton got him a couple of times, it didn't really look yeah. all, at all like they believed in, in what they were doing.
0: No, I, I think we've said this before. The Vancouver Titans are a collection of pieces that have been sort of put together. The problem is they don't seem to form a cohesive unit and it some like the pieces Toronto-
1: are not as good as others. I I'd say sure. it's fair to say.
0: Whereas like when we talk about the Toronto defiant, the Toronto defiant, we, we, we talk about cohesion in a way that, okay, we're not entirely sure this piece fit there. Mm-hmm. Right. Like it, it, it's sort of one piece and then there's, okay, it sort of pulls this way or that way. But we know, like we can see what that might be where he's with the Titans. We're not entirely sure how the pieces are being put together. Sure. And when we go back, we rewind all the way back to what Justin was telling us when we spoke to him he was talking about how, oh, you know, this is this is the crew that we put together, a lot of synergy, perform best in 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 tryouts. Um my goodness, like it it begs the question, like is that all that was evaluated was like this player is good in a tryout? Like no. were teams where they put the like I there was this limited synergy. Now, arguably, okay, Changsik, Sik and Korea and Ping makes it a little more difficult, obviously Drew uh, not being here any further and obviously Chang's not losing shred midseason, Sure. But uh,
1: the, yeah.
0: the team at the start wasn't necessarily any better than the team at the yeah. end.
1: There were teams that had to face like even greater challenges in constructing uh, the roster like Paris Eternal, for example.
0: And, but look what Paris did, yeah. right? Paris put together a cohesive team that was able to generate wins. Like I remember when, oh. when we went and gave a prediction of the Titans, Paris, Eternal first first, first time they played, we picked the Titans to win and it almost looked like the Vancouver Titans would. And then they committed error after error after error. And all the Eternal did was take advantage of that. It wasn't, again, I think in our words, weren't that the Titans, the Eternal won in so much the Titans lost. Yeah. Well, imagine if the Titans were a team that were built in the same vein as, as the Eternal were. I mean. We've even gotten to the bread Bowl, which we'll get to next, but it's just,
1: yeah, it's frustrating. I mean, we were already questioning this roster even before a single game was played. It was clear that this is not well, a title contender too, no and, I mean,
0: and we even admitted when we were talking about our power rankings we were giving them the the quote unquote, unbiased home field advantage, sure, right? like we we're pumping their tires more than probably. We should have been and and it's not like we didn't know we were pumping tires, but Mm -hmm. San Francisco shock three of the Titans. That means the Vancouver Titans are out of the countdown cup. They've got nothing more to play for other than pride and against the team that they were ahead of in the standings, going into the match alone in the Spitfire, the bread bowl, (laughs) honest to goodness. It's not a good thing when they name your match.
1: I mean, it sounds better than the toilet bowl, for sure. True. Okay,
0: fair (laughs) enough, fair enough.
1: It's like a kinder way to look at it, for sure.
0: But if there's one thing that I took away from these two teams playing, and it's the only time these two teams played, is it was entertaining because it was like it was two evenly matched teams playing against each other.
1: I'll just say that I I definitely agree that and these uh, uh, two teams are ranked correctly in the standings. Okay, let's just
0: leave it at that. The, uh, <sighs> I, I, I mean, <laughs> I, 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 it's difficult. Like, I want to talk about the bread bowl as being a great... Like, it, it was. It was entertaining. Like yeah. it, it, it was. I'm not going to take anything away with from it. Um, we saw both teams go toe-to-toe, and it was... It was it was good. I mean, the Vancouver Titans hosted their fan fest, which you were at, and yeah, and and there were breadsticks. Breadsticks were obtained with this match, and the code worked. This uh, people were buying breadsticks. You <laughs> get bread.
1: Yeah, and you know but, when when the match started, Li Jiang Tower, and, and even like when we lost a, a fight, you could hear the crowd like oh deflate. Or when we want to fight, or we want a map, like hmm. the place was was you know very loud. People were cheering. It it's like yeah, we know, but it it still feels nice to get an opportunity. I mean, the, the match against Boston obviously was great, but nobody expected anything out of it. So it was like, okay, we'll take it, right? It well, was a wonderful win. and yeah,
0: Exactly. That was more like the Boston Uprising where, you know, what's the answer to slow? More slow. Yeah.
1: And let's talk about the game a little bit. I, I We started in market in Lijiang Tower, and this is something mm. that was, fairly common in this fight. It looked like London for them, it's like the last stand, right? If we they might go down in history like the second uh, uh Shanghai Dragons from the first for the first uh, uh season. So they had to win. So it looked like they had a, a game plan that was better uh you know uh executed and they took out Rulf and and fire. They were constantly hunting these two guys and almost every fight, they fell, they fell for first, right? And then London compared to Vancouver had just better focus fire. Vancouver was like, they were all over the place, not really sure what's going on. And, and maybe part of it was because they were finally fighting against a, a team that was at their level. So they were like confident and excited about <laughs> it, that they lost focus a little bit and and they just felt at every moment that yeah we got this we can like win this without uh maybe uh sticking to a plan that well and that kind of cost them uh the market uh, map and then when they went to to tower Teru went on Farah and it looked better than him playing on Soldier seventy six before that and the map was closer but man fire with his weird mercy positioning this time was not not really good and and it was a closer map but at that point like there was a EMP from Sparker at the last fight and that just won them. And they're like, boom, one up on the Vancouver Titans. And at that point, like everybody was very, uh, very frustrated uh, at the sports bar. And even the pizza was getting uh, a bit colder and, and less tasty than it was before.
0: Yeah. I mean, some pizzas do well, cold Um, individual Uh pan pizzas, generally not so much. Yeah, maybe.
1: That's right. That was the issue. Yeah. Anubis started out a little bit better. Uh, Teru and Dalton definitely looked a little bit better. Shacks was the biggest pain in our butt. And I think it, that's what was uh, the issue for the most most of the, this game. But uh, Vancouver, they held off in OT at one tick. There was a lot of scrappiness in that fight. I feel like Anubis is where Vancouver plays the best. At least that's what my hazy memory tells me. I don't know if it really is. uh you know if there's some factualness to to what I'm saying here. But for some reason, I feel like in Anubis we have way more chances of, of getting a win.
0: Well, I think Anubis is a map. I and you know. It worked, I could be very much wrong, but it, it feels to me like whether it's recency bias or was, the Titans seem to know how to play that map. That's like the one map where it's yeah. like there's 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 confidence yeah, to be had.
1: That's what it feels like, right? Yeah. And on attack, like shocks was getting picks, and and Hardy followed up very well, and it looked like maybe we we might lose this one as well. And then Lon- London, they had like good alt combos. But then you get the the Dalton moment where things mm-hmm. look dire and nothing works, and he just pops off. He gets you know those those sticky bombs that get you bingo and get you uh, the breadsticks, and 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 they get the first point. And then on second things still look not really good, and and like before, Shax finds Rolf, he kills Rolf, but the rest of the Titans are on point and they do the work well. But again, it's two CP, so that respawn mechanic helps out london so there's a last minute push and titans oh my god they were so close to losing this map too dalton miraculously comes back right even though he got picked the fight before and frd comes back he has this like um i think he gets uh the map with his self-destruct and then taru comes back and he has an emp and we only had to like get one tick right and it it saved our map, and it's one one. If the, if they ended up losing this, this would not have gone uh, like the distance. I think.
0: Well, no, I I genuinely believe Titans lose this map, they lose Blizzard World.
1: Yeah, I agree.
0: Right, because that like you consider what they did on Li Jiang and come out of, and then to run up against what was a strong defense, like. Uh, London wasn't wasn't cracking. And how mentally booming would it be to go down two Oof. nothing to the to the Spitfire at this point? <laughs> that
1: right? would have been
0: very bad. So Titans even it up one one. We're on the blizzard world. Yeah. And Elixir Link- Link- comes in for Taru, which I actually in. I I will admit I was kind of surprised I was worried about it too.
1: But you know what did change, and it was for the way better? Like Rule finally got to play Zen. Mm-hmm. And he obviously looks so much better on the Zen. And the fights, they're still super scrappy. This is the bread bowl for sure. There's a lot of crumbs in, in these fights. <laughs> and it was very close, but uh, finally London, they they, you know, they were held off. Uh, like they they get before. I think what well, they did, they get point two or not on attack. At London? No, they hold no, a off no. before point two. And again, everybody in, in the sports bar were like, oh, you know, it was kind of deflating and nobody want, wanted to play trivia in between the maps. But yeah. eventually, you know, the prizes were nice. So in defense, uh, Dalton puts on his uh, big boy pants on and he carries a little bit. And, and FRD, whenever Dalton plays well, I think FRD like starts playing better as well. And the time starts going down. And this is good for the Titans. and And... And then Dalton gets the breadstick uh, pulse bomb stick where he kills two. But somehow London managed to cap. Uh, Despite that, they managed to cap 0.1 and I think it was OT. But then Dalton just uses that previous momentum. He just keeps bullying London. And there was like a last fight. It was super close again at that same cursed spot that Titans always have trouble with. I think there was like a game against the Shock where it got... Very crazy at that spot, and against Washington, where it seemed like they might steal a map, but no. But this time, Titans uh, clutch it out. I guess when it's against London, it is possible. And at this point, it was 2 1. And at that point, the sports bar was in really good mood, good energy. Everybody was saying, okay, we're, we got this. We're going to finish with two wins. But yeah, London, <laughs> I guess, had better other plans.
0: Well, we get on to Rialto. And we see Teru come back in. Yeah, on the Pharah. Right? Like I understand. Plan. Well, no, it is. But, like, considering no. what we, like, ter- I don't know. I, I, I feel having Linkser on Rialto is the smarter play. Considering what we are able to see out of Blizzard Bowl. Um, not, and it's not, this is not a, like, I think Teru is, a solid player, but I felt that Dalton was given flexibility on Blizzard World with Linker's involvement. That he mm-hmm. loses when Turu comes back in and is on is in the sky, yeah. right? Like I, I, I truly feel that the Vancouver Titans. I mean, again, they have a game plan. They stuck to it. They knew what they were doing. There's this is the cop we're going to run, <sighs> but from where I sit, I genuinely wonder if that was the right decision.
1: Yeah hindsight of course is 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 weird like that and you're like oh well we should have played um played it differently but the weirdest thing to me is like the first point was difficult right they got it slowly but steadily and then when they went on that run between you know the bridge section and then went all the way through what i believe is probably the hardest part of rialto they went through the bridge over the bridge under that section and they got the two pretty well they won fights uh pretty comfortably but then at point Mm -hmm. three man they just sucked all the momentum out of vancouver and shacks did his best uh like impression of dalton he had his own double stick and nothing seemed to work like vancouver were staggered and was like oh man just back off and then and regroup but they they weren't able to maybe it was a point there where vancouver were like okay we almost got it to three we had like only i think 44 meters to go maybe they were confident that they would able be able to hold them off before that (sighs) and then on defense that's the thing is
0: maybe they were confident yeah but i don't i don't understand why a team like the titans should have that level of confidence yeah right like i mean it's and i'm the first one to say confidence is a hell of a drug but uh, like, I mean, the defense, we, we compare the Titans were rolling until they were not.
1: Yeah. The Spitfire were rolling. Roof on, on Baptiste is not, not a great look.
0: Well, and I see this, is, and this is where I start to wonder, like, you know, you're, you're breeze the point with, with the uh, Blizzard where we have, uh, him on Zen. Like, why does it have to be Bap here? Change the comp to, to play to the strength. Not sure. Like I, you can. I don't see why Zen does not work on Rialto.
1: I don't know. Maybe it's beyond RSR or something like that. But apparently it isn't. Not like Bab was looking amazing at that point. But uh, I also thought that Changsik uh, looked a little bit better than Hadi on attack, but not on defense. Uh, He was really outplayed by Hadi for some reason. And the Genji pick for Teru, like he has those good blade moments, but Titans look really lost on that defense the blade was probably the the best highlight from that map but all the fights were so scrappy and, and it it brings me back to what i felt uh, the problem was in li Jiang tower where it seemed like no plan was the plan and yeah. for some reason london were a little bit better in that situation and two they got two really quick again and 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 it was the complete opposite of what we saw on on uh, the Titans attack where they just all the momentum was lost after they had gotten point uh, the point 2 but for London it looked like oh they're just like starting to believe now and they got to and they started to to play out of their minds and they reacted the other way around right and they got well, two and they clutch clutch out and they just and that's out.
0: despite the titans now having significant spawn advantage
1: right right and that was like very very sad and yeah and it's it didn't bode well going into oasis with that kind of performance even though you know it, it is a, a a control map and anything is possible but still like ugh, it was a negative uh there were negative vibes <laughs> At the, at the sports bar at that point. Yeah. And Red
0: Bulls tied 2-2. To
1: I don't really know why. Okay, yeah. It's it's the same problem here. Like in university, they should have went for the comfort picks. Like like Shaxx and Sparker, they, they played Tracer Cree. And Vancouver went for the Torbjorn, like the niche pick. And it's something that they didn't play that much in the past. Maybe that was a problem. And Dalton on the McCree. Man, just... Put linkser on the McCree and Dalton on the Tracer. I feel like we would have played better at that point.
0: Well, so but the, here here we are at this point where you think back to Li Zhang, It's a true map. Oasis is a Linkser map. But if you're going to go and have Linkser on Torb, Dalton yeah. Cree, right? Like you're it, it, well, put him on the on the Sombra. Oh my goodness! It's but well, see the thing that I would put, I would have, I would prefer to have Linkser on the Sombra. Yeah. yeah, and Dalton, right, like,
1: I don't know. Like maybe pros are like godly at that in that regard. But having played so many maps on the tracer, you really think that putting him suddenly on a Cree is the best, best like condition for you to win? I don't know. We played pretty well on the tracer up up to that point.
0: Well, but regardless, like it, of of the four maps, this was the one where. The tor- like the London Spitfire suddenly looked like the better team.
1: They believed. Yeah. Right. Like, they felt like this is our win. This is our time to shine.
0: Yeah. I mean, you, you, you bring up the comfort picks. I mean, this is the, like for the Vancouver Titans and the London Spitfire. This is it. You're done. Like you got nothing else. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Let's go with comfort. Let's have some fun. Let's go out with a bang. And what did the Vancouver Titans do? They went out with strategy. Yeah. Like, and okay. Yeah, sure. You know what? It would have been cool and have that two-win season instead of a one-win season. Double the amount. <laughs> right. I, I just, uh, I think, you know, this, this map, map five of the bread bowl, is the epitome of how the Vancouver <laughs> Titans season went.
1: Yeah, I think it's somewhat, obviously we are a Vancouver Titans and Toronto Defiant uh, um podcast but it's somewhat poetic that this <laughs> this was the result and then well, london the, and then vancouver uh, kind of sure. share that breadstick or whatever you want to call it At the well end. i mean
0: there i think i mean i don't know what the tiebreakers would be but at some point head-to-head has to come into play sure because the vancouver titans and london spitfire are tied on points tied on map differential it's I destiny
1: mean,
0: right like there's tiebreakers that sort of trickle down like i but I mean, ultimately, what does it matter? You have two teams that when you look at the standings have equal number of points and equal number of maps differential. It's just, they, they, you're right. It is poetic.
1: They do the the handshake at the end. Yeah. We both suck. God.
0: It's just, un it's unbelievable. If you're a Vancouver Titans fan, that's all she wrote folks team is done. Um, we'll talk about sort of what happens next with Titans and subsequent shows. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but we still got, we got, we got a ton of more overwatch to talk about and not a whole lot of time to do it in, uh, moving on to the second uh, defiant match of the weekend, which is the second of four. We'll find out, uh, they take on the San Francisco shock and, uh, let's just say, you know, if you think back to last episode, what did I say? I said, you know. I, I got a feeling. I got a feeling here. I think it's possible. I got a
1: feeling.
0: Ooh, ooh. <laughs> Close
1: enough. That That's how that's how Toronto played. <laughs>
0: uh, so we kick things off on Busan. And, and, and again, San Francisco comes out with a very similar lineup that we saw them come out against the Vancouver Titans yeah. With, yeah, and-
1: with. With the chunky comp.
0: Right. Uh, we see the Toronto Defiant come out with the nice comp as opposed to the Aspire comp. No. Nope, yeah, No Aspire. Is, right. Different. Because if we recall the previous day, we saw the Aspire on control. Mm-hmm. So, okay. And in that first round. They got outplayed by Ansonero. Oh, and then some. Yeah. <laughs> but. But the thing about the Toronto Defiant that we have seen and we have said, this is a team that works under the context of bend, don't break. And they go and they sort of settle themselves down. And I mean, again, I'm sort of speed running here. But they get themselves a solid win in round two and a solid win in round three. And oh my goodness, look at this, the nice comp. Gets a win on control. I my think, goodness, yeah. The Hanzo
1: was a, a big factor in this. Like these arrows, sometimes they feel like tree trum- trunks
0: that yeah. never in my hands,
1: yeah. Okay, you just gotta put more, you know, time. Maybe mystery heroes, I mean, or oh, you know what, you should play the um, uh, total mayhem with Hanzo. That's that's oh. really fun.
0: See, I, I'm all about the mystery, and I mean, I could. I have Hanzo, I'm standing right in front of you, I'm clicking your head, and it tickles you as the arrow goes past your ear. Yeah,
1: but yeah, you should go to Total Mayhem, the Endless Storm Arrow. (laughs) Yeah, that's how it feels. Downtown was the last one, though, and Nice, I think he went Genji. Uh, That wasn't a good time to begin with, but like at least at the start. But they kind of recuperated themselves after the initial fight loss that didn't look good. And and they looked better and better every fight. That's what I wanted to see. And I really liked what I saw. Like whenever, with each and every fight, when your team improves, that's when great things happen. But then, man, it was like 99 versus 94 on on the clock. And it's like, you know, Anz gets Sato with the high noon. It was like an, a very sad look. But Toronto, man, they, they clutched it out at the end. It wasn't very very uh um uh, you know good win for them
0: yeah and, and what do you do with that confidence coming out of busan
1: <laughs> i don't know you take it
0: over to hanamura
1: hanamura hopefully yeah
0: shimada bro's time <laughs> do, 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 do. uh this one was more do, 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 do.
1: yeah <laughs> <laughs> when you fall off the now exactly Yeah, it it didn't look really good. I don't know if that was the right choice, especially when they played the Torb Orissa bunker cop. It felt
0: more experimentation to me. Which, again, you know what? Again, this could be like wrinkly brain stuff. It could be why you and I are just podcasters. Our brains are smooth. I don't know. The Blade, maybe that was the plan. It,
1: it, It was nice, and it was enough to get point A. But on the second point, what else do you do? The Torb...
0: just just continue to throw throw yourself at the turret. They
1: got got those two headshots on the Hanzo and Ana. Like, what do you do? You can't do much. The defense, I felt like it was even worse and by a big margin. At that point, I was like, yeah, they shouldn't let... uh, The Overwatch League should have gone in and intervened and not permit Violet and Twilight being on the same team. It's just not fair. They just rolled a defiant that it was hard to look at. Was that a top five uh, time? Probably not.
0: No, I don't think so. I mean, the difficulty on that is that they're only getting the essentially the one tick. So yeah. I don't think oh. I don't think they would. Oh count. yeah, yeah, you're right.
1: You're Maybe right.
0: total map time, but I mean, one tick, and they had still essentially four and a half minutes. Like, had Toronto been able to go and contest, mm. San Francisco still has four and a half <laughs> minutes to get a tick, right? Like.
1: Look, if you had one tick, one opportunity, we're very musical today.
0: So, uh, one, one, we go on the Numbani and, uh, I, okay. See, this is the thing that now I'm kind of, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of confused. Is that. Where's our guy. Yeah. Like, okay. So what's going on? Is he
1: back on the two-way contract? I'm not sure. (laughs)
0: Well, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like this is, you know, again, it's at San Francisco. This is, this is, this is if you're going to go and you're going to, this is a top tier team. You want to see if your experimentation, your comp works against Okay. You know, there could be wrinkly brain stuff here. Let's be positive. could be wrinkly brain stuff, but by golly, what we saw in Busan, we saw a little bit in Hanamura. We got nothing in Numbani.
1: Yeah. Numbani went also to their bench players in Glister and super.
0: Um, well, I mean, Super was in for Hanamura too. I mean, Glister is the one who oh, now swaps right. I, in. For, it was for so sh-
1: quick that I, I even didn't notice it for the notes.
0: Yeah. I mean, essentially what San Francisco did was exactly what they did against the Vancouver Titans. It's just, they had to do it in four maps and not mm-hmm, three.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And the Toronto Defiant continued to throw the, the nice comp.
1: Maybe it's it, the it, far it, factor in here. I don't know.
0: See this is, and you know what, if it is okay, fair but I still feel there is value in alternatives to be had. Sure. Like, you know, it's, it would be nice to one day, maybe sit down and see how coaches and, and analysts prepare. Like, what is it that they do? Do they go and say, here's the comp we're running? Does that, here are the options. They play, do they have a con, you know, play, conversation.
1: Uh, much like in the sports bar, they play a rock, paper, rock, scissors, paper scissors. Yeah.
0: Yeah. But um,
1: how about that? Uh, nearly uh, that back cap almost done by Choi? That was kind of cute. <laughs>
0: <laughs> kind
1: of cute. Yeah, that would have been uh, very upsetting.
0: Oh, I just—he
1: <sighs> saw the Reaper sa- on attack. That was uh, sacrificing yeah. that mobility. Did we see? That's that's another question I had. Did we see Aspire play? stuff outside of the tracer at all
0: oh gosh you know what i i i, I don't know off the top of my head i would have to look yeah, back but i'm sure we have
1: like a definitely over 90 percent of the time on tracer
0: oh he's yeah he's the tracer like yeah, sure. if there's tracer it should be Aspire. Like if you're playing Tracer, like it, going back to the match against uh, Paris, where Nice is playing Tracer an entire map on Route sixty six, and everyone's like, "What?"
1: Yeah, that was the weird one. I guess the flexibility is the one thing you get with Nice that you can't get with Aspire.
0: But we're not necessarily seeing the flexibility in action.
1: <sighs> yeah, you can barely touch your toes with that kind of flexibility,
0: right? Like, and so if it's not going to, like, uh, you know, whatever, Numbani done, Rialto. No aspire. I, I'm, I, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm sort of laughing. It's like when, you know, what, it hurts so much. You start to laugh.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's nice played pretty well at the start then, but then Widow, uh, sorry, not w- Widow, but they got, Widow came in a bit later. But the alt usage from, from um, San Francisco kind of got, uh, got them the first point and then they had the momentum and, there was a lot of messed up positioning at that point from Toronto. It kind of felt like they were out of breath, even though I don't know what out of clicks would be the equivalent in Overwatch. I'm not sure. Yeah, uh, but it didn't really look good. Um, Arissa just kept on pushing that card all the way to three.
0: Well, she just offers up hugs along the way. Yeah, it's the Arisa Do You girth. need a hug. Yeah, do you
1: need a hug? it's like a, a good. Do line. you need a hug? Yeah. <laughs>
0: Uh so San Francisco gets the 3-1 win. But that's okay. I mean, if Toronto had gone 4-0, that just meant a higher placement, but we had already said there's a good chance that they were going to get themselves into the Countdown Cup uh, play-ins and you know, with the record that they had of 3-1, that's not bad, right?
1: It's not the right? worst. Yeah.
0: No, it's not. Uh so this takes us into uh the weekend and as luck would have it, guess who? The Toronto Defiant have to play first on Sunday. Uh the Paris Eternal Oh, you got it. So you know what? If if we want to see the Toronto Defiant play the Paris Eternal, what does that mean?
1: I just uh, with the
0: score. gonna say five maps.
1: Yeah, I I, I saw the score. I, I I'm afraid I didn't watch the map and the I I, I want, this match. It, so yeah. I saw the score, and I'm like, oh, I don't need to take notes. It's the same copy paste, same same story, right? Was it the same story? Uh,
0: yes not okay so again what what comp worked best on control the first time they played paris spire right what comp what comp did they bring out on Jang?
1: uh nice on the
0: genji so unfortunately um again it had this weird sort of feel to it is that is that the appropriate thing to say the weird feel so. to it yeah i think so like i again toronto be toronto should beat paris like this is this should not be a competition this is not like where okay um paris is you know going to give them a run and toronto is going to have to work hard okay i mean maybe they should they have to work hard but paris gets themselves that win on on lee jang we see the nice comp come out so what have we seen up to this point at when they go with the nice comp and it's not working, what did the Toronto Defiant go and do? Mm, they adjust. Well, see, <laughs> under normal circumstances, <laughs> oh, they would. Oh man! Oh man! But 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 they did. They actually did. So I was oh. I was trying to say that. So against San Fran, we saw no adjustment. The, whatsoever. the
1: old bait and switch.
0: Bait and switch. You got it. Volskaya, Aspire uh, comes in, and I again I apologize that I myself only watched bits and pieces of this. It was. I mean, uh, some. But
1: you didn't green. watch all of the 15 games that the Toronto Defiant played.
0: Well, no, I, okay. I, I should, I should concede. I'm moving in a couple of weeks and moving to an entirely new community. And this past weekend was a bunch of open houses at daycares. And so baby force, she takes priority, unfortunately, over the podcast and overwatch league and what have you.
1: How did the strata um, council let you go?
0: Uh, well, they didn't have any choice. <laughs> Um, But no, we saw Aspire come back into Volskaya. And again, what do we see from Toronto? We see a, a level of sort of cohesiveness that's been missing. Mm-hmm. Yes, the Paris Eternal made a match out of it. And yes, it required the Toronto Defiant to make an even better match. But the point being is that we saw the Toronto Defiant get some swagger back with Aspire back in the, the lineup playing a more traditional or not maybe tradition is not the right way a more realistic composition sure right yeah I mean the, there's not a lot of alternatives
1: in this current meta
0: um no there isn't I mean I, I guess we should concede the the fact that the playoffs will be you know whatever meta is gonna be figured like <laughs> this is actually gonna be weird um whatever Meta's figured out in the play-ins Whoa. is ultimately going to define what the meta will be. Um, but the Toronto defiant start to look like they have things under control. So nice comes in on Oasis, doesn't necessarily work out, feels not like experimentation. It's just, just uh, throwing things at a wall. It's just not working. Well, Skaya Spire comes back in. We get that more traditional comp, the one that we've seen Toronto have a lot of success with. Mm-hmm. So, on King's Row, what do you go and do? Man, I, I,
1: is this like a M Night Shyamalan uh, type of deal right now? Because I don't I know if I, I should the, B- yeah, predict it's, it's the, it's the the beach, twist. It's yeah, the yeah, beach, yeah.
0: whatever <laughs> it is. It's your you 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 go to the beach and you age a million years. Um, oh. So Nice comes back in. I mean, I I'm, I'm picking on Nice, and I I don't. I don't intend to, because it's not, it's not him as being the issue here. It's that the comp that is then being put together with him in is not conducive to what Paris is throwing at them. Hisu is playing lights out and we're going to talk more about Hisu in a moment. Um, But again, I just feel that the Toronto Defiant aren't as confident with this composition and includes nice, like any of what they're looking to roll out is not, Hmm. not doing well. So it requires the, the, again, um, what team are we talking about here? The Toronto defiant mm-hmm. gosh, um, to <laughs> settle themselves down now, the.
1: <sighs> Maybe should, they should just try playing Wait, As- you know aspire and nice. What do you think about that?
0: That'd be good. Oh crap. <laughs> I'm looking at, yeah, I'm looking at my wrong notes. Okay. So sorry, back, back, back up, back up, back up. Okay. We're looking at, uh, I'm looking at like this. No, no, this doesn't make sense.
1: Blizzard world sense or
0: world Uh, so, so we get nice. The spire comes in. Nice comes in, back in for blue. So, okay. Okay. I rewind. We are on blizzard world. Nice mm-hmm. comes back in for blizzard world. It does work out. Sorry. I was looking. I had the other Paris match. I'm like, my notes are wrong. This doesn't nice match up. Yeah.
1: It's, it's okay. There's so many of these <sighs> maps of.
0: Uh, they so they together. get, sorry, I, I withdraw everything that I've said. This is actually the one time it does work out real well. Um, we go on to Rialto though, where it doesn't. Mm-hmm. And I actually genuinely worried at this point, the Par- oh my goodness, the Paris eternal are actually going to beat the Toronto defiant. It was that like, despite bad, eh? like, it, 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 despite the loss on, on Lee Jang, I still felt okay. Toronto's going to turn this around. Um, we obviously saw the win on Volskaya. It was nice, it was clean with a spire. We saw it nice to come in. I would have kept aspiring, but hey, they got the win. Rialto rolls around. And this is where it starts to sort of in my mind fall apart. Um. So having spoken about everything that we've done here, you are now in charge of the Toronto Defiant. You're playing on Oasis next. You lost control on Lee Jang. To Paris. Mm-hmm. You're on Oasis now. So who, who do you have in? Nice or Aspire?
1: Well, uh, since they had won this game, I, I think they went with Hisu Aspire.
0: They did. Nice. but I f- Or no, sorry. I, no, they went with Nice. Really? They actually went back to Nice. Correct. And it worked out. I mean, but this is, again, I feel more Hisu. It was, Hisu, it was like the Hisu Loster show. Huh. But again, it doesn't really matter. I mean, we're we're powering through. Defiant win, they beat Paris. By golly. They need to win one more to book a ticket to uh to Hawaii.
1: Yeah, and unfortunately for them, they're about to face uh, one of the top
0: dogs in this round, okay. at least. How is it that Atlanta? is as good as they are now. Like, I feel like they're so sneaky.
1: good. Oh uh, yeah. They were always like, you know, titled the gatekeepers, the gatekeepers. Now they're like the gatekeepers to Hawaii. <laughs> it seems like.
0: Well, but like I was actually, so I was looking at the standings obviously before we, we came in to, to record. And I knew Atlanta had been playing well. We'd sort of talked about this. Um, but when we look at like the, the regular season, Atlanta, arguably, I mean, all they need to do is get themselves a win in Hawaii and they have more points than the San Francisco shock will have, Ooh. right? Like they have the potential to, to push themselves. And I can't get the fuel. I mean, fuel are locked stock in, in place because of all the points they've received out of Hawaii in the, in the previous re, uh, stages. But I always viewed Atlanta as, as you said, sort of like the gatekeepers. Yeah this is an Atlanta team that is not a gatekeeping team. And I think we've maybe given them a disservice all season long until maybe this stage.
1: Yeah. they And
0: yes, they dominated this stage, but you take that away. I mean, they've been playing pretty well.
1: Yeah. Looking. uh, I also just saw the highlights from this game and looking at the map distribution there, it, it seems like, you know the control maps the the brawly types of maps it's those are the ones that kind of give them the edge and since this was like it had to play five games i think that they even had like well, they, a a draw they in there f-
0: yeah they had five maps they had a draw in volskaya mm-hmm. um hisu was was clicking heads uh, in fact like uh, when it came to busan i actually felt toronto uh, had every opportunity to win busan when they were uh, downtown like just didn't have the
1: clutch factor at the end
0: exactly right oh. i mean and if they win downtown i mean they they win that map if toronto wins this map this is a it changes the dynamic of the match sure. right they toronto came to play all well, sky has a draw this is again it's very much of a slugfest two teams going at it um aspire comes in for for nice but again hisu hisu is just playing unbelievably well right now
1: uh, yeah toronto yeah. is weird like that they have all the ingredients but A lot of the time, like, you know, it comes out not, not precisely as you'd anticipate it to go. Maybe they're missing some key spice in that, you know, (laughs)
0: bowl. The thing, however, that we started to see Atlanta do more of in in regards to how they were approaching the defiant um, is looking to drop uh, either one of Sato or the two support Mm -hmm. and on King's row, Aspire stays in. He's who's clicking heads, but Atlanta is now, I don't say bullying the defiant back line, but maybe harassing would be the, the best term. This disrupts the Toronto defiant. And while yes, we see these two teams go into, you know, uh, overtime Atlanta sort of execution of their, their plan was more effective than that of the Toronto defiant. Mm-hmm. And I, I felt this carries into route 66, despite the defiant winning 66, which again, if we go back to Busan, if the divine had won that, the, the dynamic has changed significantly, but the Atlanta Reign are, are, arguably in harassing. control. Yeah. Like,
1: I, yeah, those, you know, those, uh, when, when, you have those maps, like in route 66, where you hold off that early, it might just be like, uh, you know, a lightning in a bottle type of fight where, you know, you hold off, even though maybe you shouldn't have had, uh, held off the, the team before they got the first checkpoint. But yeah, yeah sometimes happens.
0: But, you know, when Toronto wins route 66, I still feel Atlanta's in control. And when we get to Oasis.
1: Yeah, it's something about Tur- Toronto is like it's it's the same reason why we see them go five maps against uh, a team like Paris.
0: Paris yeah. yeah,
1: when they go up like against a team that's like looking more set on what their game plan is they always feel like a step behind, even though on the surface, it's hard to like discern what the reason is.
0: Yeah. The, it felt to me on, on Oasis that, that the Toronto defiant. we almost like, I, this is obviously for them. They, they want to go to Hawaii and I kind of feel that they now almost overplayed their hand. Mm. Um, they come out. They almost panicking. Yeah. And Atlanta takes advantage. Round two, Toronto Defiant settles themselves down, and in round three is the slugfest. It is truly slugfest. Like I'll give the Toronto Defiant all the credit in the world. They gave everything that they could possibly give to the Atlanta Reign to try to win win Oasis. I mean, this if this if okay, a lot of ifs. (laughs) Defiant win Busan. I think they potentially win Oasis because again the rules are slightly shifted. If the Defiant win Oasis. And I genuinely think the Atlanta rain don't know how to respond. I mean, we don't know what the next map would be. Um, at least I don't think we do, but you know, unfortunately for the Toronto defiant, they fell short and Atlanta is a good team. Like a- Atlanta is in the conversation. Um, yeah. to potentially be a, you know, a grand final performer, obviously meta dependent.
1: They finished four uh, and Yeah, everybody was uh, counting them out uh, once, you know, they took out some of the key heroes in the zero pool, and they said, oh, this is where Atlanta is going to drop off. But they did the exact opposite, which was kind of cool, I guess. Yeah.
0: Um, But as it would stand, the Toronto Defiant unfortunately fell, so they're not on off the way Atlanta is. Uh, That said, the Toronto Defiant had locked in their place in the standings for the playoff play-ins, which we'll get into next show because obviously we still have the countdown cup to talk about Mm -hmm. Uh, but you know what Uh, we'll get into all of that and a little bit more in a moment we'll take ourselves a short break before diving into the fray Back into the frame. So let's quickly talk about the uh, weekend that was. So, as we already know, the Toronto Defiant beat the Paris Eternal 3 2 in a tough match. Houston Outlaws beat the Florida Mayhem 3 1. That effectively ended the Florida Mayhem's opportunity to find themselves a way to the playoffs and locked the Boston Uprisings in place. Chengdu beat the Hangzhou Spark 3-1 and Guangzhou slap around the Los Angeles Valiants 3-0. <laughs> Valiant. Harris went and beat the Spitfire 3-0. Uh, again, no surprise there. As we already know, the San Francisco Shock beat the Vancouver Titans 3-0. Florida having been eliminated, uh, lost to the Los Angeles Gladiators 3-1. Chengdu goes and slaps around the Valiant 3-0 and the Guangzhou Charge beat the Hangzhou Spark 3-2. Hmm. Now, why might that have been an interesting matchup? Because Guangzhou needed that win, unfortunately for them. They also needed other things to have happened, and that did not occur. Um, Guangzhou on the outside looking in, as is the Los Angeles Valiant. And, uh, you know, the team that was simply watching everyone play in front of them and had nothing to do but <laughs> essentially find themselves <laughs> on the outside looking in is the New York Excelsior. Should have put
1: some money on some of these games.
0: Yeah. Put the house on the valiant. Uh yeah, that's a good bet because they uh they went over. Uh <laughs> Bread Bowl, we already talked about Spitfire beat the Titans 3-2. The Outlaws lost to the Glads 3-0. Mm-hmm. Uh San Francisco Shock, as we already know, beat the Dorifiant 3-1. Chengdu um eliminates the Excelsior from the uh countdown cup. And that was really the only thing that the Excelsior had available to them to get themselves in the playoffs. The Seoul Dynasty beat the Philadelphia Fusion 3 uh, 1. The DeFronto Definers we already know, beat the Paris Eternal 3 2. The San Francisco Shock beat the Dallas Fuel 3 0. This is interesting because this means Dallas is not booking a ticket to Hawaii and San Francisco could potentially find themselves on the way there. We've now seen. Very dominant wins from the San Francisco Shock.
1: They start so to believe. Gonna,
0: yeah. So who's who's going from uh, NA? Well, as we already know, the Atlanta Rain beat the Toronto Defiant three one, find themselves booking a ticket, and in probably the best match of the entire weekend. Yeah. The Los Angeles Gladiators beat this powerful San Francisco Shock team three two. Like there were some, there was some good Overwatch League action, but this was, I feel you know, the match of the weekend again, based on the, the little mm-hmm. I saw on the Sunday.
1: Yeah. I picked, uh, one team correctly out of the two regions, unfortunately, but I did expect yeah, the, the shock, but the, the, <laughs> the brackets didn't work out in my favor.
0: Yeah. So I, I pulled an Omni. I forgot to pick.
1: Oh, well <laughs> happened to me last time. I picked right, the glads like and the shock and the hunters and the dragons, but yeah, See,
0: I should have just gone and locked it in on when I was picking before the yeah, start of it's the weekend. Very annoying. It's, it's just because you have to sort of lock it in before, like, anyhow, I didn't pick. Uh, I, but I, uh, I blame
1: the league for not like taking my thoughts into consideration, even though I didn't click. It's not my yeah. fault.
0: But, uh, uh, in Hawaii are the Atlanta rain and Los Angeles gladiators, and they will be playing the Seoul dynasty, Chengdu hunters. So let's uh, quickly run through the countdown cup, uh, Atlanta, Seoul. I got to say, I'm giving this to Atlanta. I know Soul's been playing well, yeah. but I feel, I feel Atlanta is the team to beat. I'm going to give this to the Reign 3-1. to Agreed.
1: That's exactly the score I picked. By the way, don't forget to click on submit back at this time.
0: <laughs> yes, yes. I will remember to do so. Uh, match two. You got the uh, Gladiators and Hunters. This one's tough for me. I feel the Gladiators are the better team, but Chengdu is really finding the meta works for them right now. And it's Chengdu.
1: Chengdu, do what Chengdu I'm gonna say do.
0: <laughs> I know. I'm going to say 3-1 glads and I just don't feel good about it.
1: Yeah, I picked 3-2 for the glads here. Okay.
0: Now, uh, the uh, loser bracket has the dynasty facing the hunters. I feel the hunters pull this one off. As much as the mm. dynasty are good, I've discounted the hunters already once. Mm-hmm. Can I do it again? I cannot. And I feel that for me, it would be the hunters 3-2 over the dynasty.
1: Uh, I went the other way, 3-2 for the dynasty. Dynasty? Yeah, I I believe Uh, in profit.
0: (laughs) Atlanta, Los Angeles. Again, I have to give the edge to Atlanta. They've looked really good in this meta. I kind of feel that they've proven themselves to be a very competitive team. I'm going to say 3-2 Atlanta.
1: I went the other way, 3-2 for the Glass. glass. I feel like they have, yeah, you're right. Like If you look at it, who is the more solid team at Atlanta were more impressive, but I feel like the peak glads can peak a little bit better.
0: Okay. So I have, I have Chung two glads and I, I said, Chung do three, <laughs> three, two Chung do.
1: Oh, in the elimination round two.
0: Yeah. In elimination round two. Oh, I, I picked you Atlanta soul and
1: Atlanta. Yeah. I picked Atlanta to beat dynasty 0. It's their rematch. And before, yeah. I kind of had that notion in the previous uh, countdowns that, like, whenever there's a rematch, maybe the losing team comes back a little bit better, and it never happened. So, clearly, since I picked it not to be the case, it's going to happen this time, and I'm going to be yeah. screwed by my picks.
0: Okay, so you have the Gladiators and Rain, yep. and I have the uh, Rain and the Hunters.
1: So the Rain aren't going to make the finals, eh? it's a it's a given well, okay
0: <laughs> i had i i had the rain beating the hunters i had the rain boning three one i have the glads beating the rain four two
1: wait four, you, two, you have uh the rain I beating the, the okay
0: i said three one but no it's you're right it's four um I, I i i'll go with four two as well but i have the rain going through four two
1: i think you're because you're uh you're a bit skewed because of you overestimating the, the, the defiant. Hunters? No, the defiant. <laughs>
0: right. Yeah, God, I'm just off my, g- i am got a headache. I'm off my game. Is this season's still on? My goodness. What day is it? Don't know. Yeah, I mean, but you might be,
1: you might have a perfect bracket for all we know.
0: Yeah, who knows? Maybe I'll yeah. get to get real big wins here. Um, but looking at the uh, RSP Pickens, and again, if you uh, have been playing along all season, um, you'll have found that in the countdown cup in the RSP standings, uh, KOJ three fifty seven Omni, you're tied three fifty seven. I don't know why it's given KOJ the points three fifty two for Kevin Liu. Boo, I'm have two ninety eight. The system is, like is, is
1: you know somehow set up against me.
0: Yeah. Um, but uh, if we look at the uh, the entire uh, or sorry, that was the season. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Look at sort of countdown. Sorry, uh, KOJ eighty eight. You at eighty. Kevin Liu at seventy eight. I'm at seventy two. But yeah, for the season. It's, it's a, essentially a three dog fight, but anything could change. I mean, countdown cup could give me some major points. I just, for the season.
1: Eh. Yeah. Hey, it's twice in a row that, uh, KOJ and me are like one and two.
0: Yeah, it's like, he, maybe that should be the new host. Just bump me off. Get KOJ on. You know. uh, I don't know. I feel
1: intimidated by him. He's, uh, he's beat <laughs> me twice now. I'd rather keep
0: you on, <laughs> on here. no <Yeah. laughs> um normally i would say it's not too late to get in on the action but frankly i think it's too late to get on the action sure <laughs> there'll be playoffs but it, it it's it's going to be a tough fight um if you're still interested in joining the rsp leaderboards search for ready set Poma, hey, it's all for fun. Griggins, uh, website yeah 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 um as far as uh what's next we have the countdown cup then we have a weekend off then we have the playoff plans then we have the weekend off then we have the playoffs Then we have a weekend off and we have a grand final back and quick. forth back and forth, back forth yeah uh, playoff play ends are single elimination. Uh, playoffs are double I mean, grand final single. Mm-hmm. So there you have it. Uh, what else can we throw into this episode? Uh, you seen the new, uh, Bastion skin.
1: It's very nice. I'm unfortunately out, out of uh tokens tokens yeah because i got when they reopened the vault
0: for the the oh you you cashed in
1: yeah and then they come out with this wonderful pirate ship uh
0: i don't want to man you should have been playing you know getting in on the uh Uh... toronto defiance uh you Know uh, fan appreciation weekend where they're yeah. throwing, like every day they're throwing tokens out on Twitter. I
1: have, a, I'm unfortunate. I had a mom appreciation weekend, I couldn't join uh-huh. the Toronto Defiance appreciation. Weekend. And
0: you didn't win any tokens at the Vancouver Titans Fan Fest?
1: No, I, I had my computer off at home. Hopefully, this weekend oh. I'll have it like uh mining for tokens. See, people mining for cryptocurrency, I, I mine for you,
0: <laughs> mine for owl tokens.
1: <laughs> owl well, tokens.
0: If if anyone is still listening to the show and wants to generously donate Overwatch League tokens to Omni so he can buy the Bastion skin, oh my god, it would be greatly appreciative. I don't think it would be possible to earn 200 tokens, but like just by watching,
1: yeah,
0: um, through the end of the season.
1: By the way, if you go to the Overwatch League website right now, his like turret, the flag is not visible, and it totally looks like. You know the CN Tower on his back. I'm like, is that a Toronto-defiant skin?
0: Oh yeah, with the turret on the back. Yeah, it. Yeah,
1: yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Kind of looks like the CN Tower. Maybe, maybe there is something here that we don't or, know about. Like yeah. the script has been written. It's and look at the colors, right? Yeah, it's red colors, and black. You know what? Right?
1: Actually, it it even looks more like the Vancouver uh, Outlook because it doesn't have the two parts.
0: No, 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 but no, 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 no. The that color just takes away though. from the, yeah. the script saying that Toronto Defiant win the grand finals. Oh yeah, and sure. this is the grand final skin. You're right. I don't know why right. it would be a pirate ship. You're right. Are there pirates in Toronto? Uh, there might be going down Lake Ontario on,
1: on the lake. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. lake. Pirates. Um,
0: it is a sweet skin. I was playing Mystery Heroes, and we had three bastions, and of course, because obviously, the skin just came out. Yeah, it's great. Um, I everyone it. had it. We had three bastions on the payload. Just a, I swear it was moving faster because we had our sails. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Bastion.
1: He's one of the characters that it's really hard to mess up a skin for him. Great design. Oh
0: yeah, it's just it was it was really neat. In fact, the other team at one point, I swear, stopped. They were probably like screen capturing <laughs> this <laughs> this Bastion pirate ship. Can you blame them? Floating along on Vault. Yeah, it was, it was fun. Oh, but here we are, uh, at the end of a show. Again, uh, it's been a long season. Um we have a few more weeks to go and then the Overwatch League will be paused maybe. Mm. We don't know. I mean, I think we talked about it last show. Yeah. Where there was the report that it might go on pause for longer than we're used to, but
1: wait until Overwatch 2 is out.
0: Yeah. And I mean, that's sort of like, it makes sense. It like does. if you were to think, well, build up hype to a game. And now I should, you know, rephrase this. I'm not suggesting that the league shuts down. <coughs> like people are like, oh, the league's going to shut down. It's dead. No, I don't think the league will shut down. I actually think what we might see is an actual season get delayed, but actual league play. Like there might be tournaments or things of that Maybe. sort. More frequently. We saw that in the off season last year, sure. right? There were sort of these invitational tournaments. Some events. I'd like to see you know, more of that. And it gives the opportunity to, to have, you know, sort of true child. It's like, we didn't get a really a preseason, you know, this year. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, there's, there's opportunities to, to create content and engage your fans and your audience that doesn't require the season to happen.
1: They should make like a cross tournament, uh, with the call of duty league guys. Now that there's cross play in overwatch. that would be fun.
0: So what, um, alternating between games, like over the course of the weekend. Yeah. So how does the how does the Call of Duty League uh, team field an Overwatch team cuz these there's teams that only have 5 players in COD. Oh,
1: then they'll have to wait uh until Overwatch 2 I guess. <laughs>
0: well, that's, that's true there we go. <laughs>
1: Maybe that's the reasoning behind it. Haha, the plot
0: thickens. Oh my goodness. Uh, Omni, you might be onto something. Yeah. We'll just call you Sherlock on. And
1: uh, yeah, the next uh, news cycle, they're gonna announce that it's uh, controller only. Overwatch Two is so you heard it here first.
0: I played Overwatch on my PlayStation Four, and I found it so awkward playing mm, with a controller. I bet I'm gonna try like, P- again again. Oh, go ahead. I was gonna say like I I'd, I'd started on mouse and keyboard, so that does play into mm-hmm. it a bit. But I I was constantly having to go and rebind my controls yeah. per character based on the abilities that i would use more frequently um whereas like mouse and keyboard like i don't have to rebind Mm -hmm. q shift e like i'm it's a bit more natural i got a couple of mouse buttons right so it it, it's different um i haven't played it on the the ps5 but like the ps5 then has like the pressure click controller right like whatever it's called I'm, i'm a terrible console aimer
1: I'm going to try it on the Steam Deck. That's going to be an interesting uh experiment.
0: Oh, did you pre-order the Steam? Deck? I
1: got one. Yeah, I got like a pre-order.
0: But I I I mean, I didn't not that I would have gotten one necessarily because obviously it was a popular item, but I just couldn't I couldn't pull the trigger. I and get it. It's just because I, Before any like reviews. I, have, I have so much already in my home. Like <laughs> I have a I have a PlayStation 5, a PlayStation 4 Pro, a PlayStation 4, an Xbox uh, one. Um, I've got obviously my Nintendo switch, my PC here. Uh, I, I mean, you name the device, I probably have it at some point. And so, so it's only a matter of time. Well, yes, but like, I'm now that I have baby force running around, I have less time. Mm-hmm. You know, once, once kids are in the picture, time seems to disappear. And I do not understand why that's the case. <laughs> someone, someone explained that to me. Yeah, so I it's, understand. it's weird like that. Um, but, uh, we are at the end of our show. We'll be back again in a week's time. We know this episode came out a little bit later than normal. Um, I dropped the Ferris Bueller uh, note and that just implied that uh, Omni and I had things going on in our world and we decided, you know what, no need to go and rush an episode in. Um, especially when we are spending time with our, our, our families. So I dropped the Ferris Bueller quote of, you know, life moves pretty fast. Sometimes. Good to yeah. take a break and stop time. True. But I, it got me thinking. I'm an old man, and our audience, I don't think, is necessarily my generation. You're a little bit younger than me, but I think you're close enough to my generation that you get some of these references.
1: Yeah, yeah. I'm in, in the
0: 30s. Right. How many do you think of our listeners see those references and are like, who's that? young guy about <laughs> taking a break right like ferris bueller means nothing to them probably yeah and, and matthew broderick he still looks like a young guy but he's an old man now.
1: i mean i watched that film for the first time like a year ago so really yeah oh, it's such I, a good film. I know I, I there's a lot of films that i i know i need to watch and it's like you got to catch up on it and i understand the relevancy of it but uh-uh. in our generation i expect that a lot of our audience even if they don't know who that is they'll just quickly google and you know get filled
0: in I got, you know, I've dropped uh, Jeff Bridges a few times now. I, I dropped him in the more recent iteration of Tron, um, mm. which I, you know, I think maybe a younger generation might've seen, um, but really. Come I on. He's not the find. dude. Well, but okay. So I have also dropped uh, big Lebowski memes uh, uh, and, and, and uh, gifts and, you know, I'm genuinely curious if our, our audience understands it. Like the one when, like, so, I, I mean, if this, the, as it goes, I, I, was uh, listening to, uh, you know, things. And we thought that uh, agilities might be coming to Vancouver. Um, an extremely reliable source, one that, uh, unfortunately got it wrong, but one we still trust told us that, uh, this was, was likely to happen. And when, uh, word got out that it wasn't happening, what did I do? I took, uh, Mr. Jeff Bridges in the, <laughs> the, the spoiled milk. And what was interesting is watching people pick up on RSP is us saying that and then suddenly seeing that gift. They're like, oh my goodness. I think they're walking it back. More people were talking about what the spoiled milk meant. <laughs> like they were, they were reading into this. Like, like who? The juice has gone that's bad. That's
1: another like, hero, maybe another uh, uh, player reference.
0: Oh man, it's like you know what? Maybe next year I'll start doing like Marvel Cinematic Universe. Like uh, we'll do the what if? Yeah. You know what if bumper came back yeah. as uh, flex DPS? That'll be awesome. Not sure a lot of wins
1: will uh hey, be had, but it's gonna be fun.
0: If you click three heads, it doesn't matter if you just walk off the map on Volsky yeah. as widow.
1: And and Overwatch is a game, a game
0: is for fun. Exactly. <laughs> I miss Bumper. I liked Bumper. Yeah. yeah. good kid. I mean I mean, we don't know what I'll see when I'm behind the scenes, but as far as what we saw out front, and I remember like I still talk about this when we interviewed the team he went out of his way to try to talk to us in English. And we had to almost insist like, Hey, if it's more comfortable to to use Korean, please do so. But he was, he was really trying. I mean, all the credit to him for, for doing that. Oh, those were the days. Yeah. But, uh, Ani, uh, what final words of wisdom do you have for all of our listeners? If you saw a heat wave, would
1: you wave back?
0: Oh, Oh, I wouldn't. (laughs) No, no, I wouldn't at all. (sighs) That was almost dad joke ish.
1: Yeah, I'm I'm getting there soon. So I'm, yeah. I'm you know, catching up.
0: Well, um, see <laughs> it's kind of um you know, kind of similar to what I'm I was gonna do. I decided after last week, I'm like, I dropped the dad joke, I'm just gonna start doing, you know, dad jokes and um I was gonna ask you, Omni, um you know that the uh, the official flower here in uh, in Vancouver is is a dogwood? I did not know that. Ah, well, how do you know if it's a dogwood tree? How? Eh, by the bark.
1: <laughs> oh, man. If you have, like, a Google Home device, all of our jokes are dad jokes. They're, some of them are really, really good.
0: Hey, uh, next time you're on Google, just type in do a barrel roll and see what happens. <laughs> yeah, that's a good one, too. Um but if you are still looking uh, to uh support the show obviously uh click the subscribe button if you haven't done so already tell your friends and family all about us we're all a lot of good fun for the most part. Uh the show will be continuing on I mean, as to what we'll be talking about as the season sort of starts to wind down I'm not entirely sure. Obviously probably not as much about the Vancouver Titans. Uh we still have the Toronto Defiant though to cheer on and hopefully as the script has been written with this Toronto Defiant theme CN Tower pirate <laughs> skin Bastion's you know, skin, um, uh, maybe the whole way, but, um, you can find us at ready or We're on social at ready discord dial slash ready How all the conversation happens every day in discord. I can't keep up. Our community talks a lot. Sure. It's good. Maybe. Um, but, uh, sometimes I just can't keep
1: up. Maybe we'll, uh, watch films like Ferris Bueller and talk about them.
0: Who knows? Oh, Who knows? RSP does movies or whatever.
1: Why not? We,
0: we talk about RSP does stuff, but we've never actually executed. Maybe this is the off-season we do. <laughs> yep. Oh. But on behalf of Omni at Omnistrafe, myself, Chris at Lightforce, I'm gonna sign off this episode with those magical words. Catchphrase!